Welcome back to another edition of Laying It Down. It is Monday, March 15th, joined by Sloth with a new mic and Scout. What's going on, guys? Uh, a lot to get into and a lot to talk about. So uh, how were your, your weekends, your championship weekend, if you're watching basketball, all that fun stuff? Pretty good. We're back. Like I said, we're in March. Things are looking March. up. This is March. This uh the racetrack was just uh just getting just getting uh, wheels wheels primed, ready to go. And uh here we are. Oregon State saw that coming. Um whatever other games there was, I don't even know. We we rode a lot of them. Texas yeah. Texas, that, Texas baby. BCU over. I don't yep. know. We, everything and anything. Feeling good. Jackson State's a wagon, by the way. Well football, football, spring football. Spring. Shout out prime. Backward, backwards visor and upside down, if uh, that's what Sloth yeah, is saying. I think he had a gold chain too. That's that's swag. Dude, I don't know how he has. He's gonna have time to coach and do all the other stuff that, that he's man. asked to do. Yeah, yeah. busy, busy man. Um, we have a lot to get into with um, NFL news, uh, roster moves, all that. Some March Madness. We also have an interview um, that'll be on the back end of this. So we'll do like all the NFL stuff, a little Warzone update because we're doing duo tournament now. We'll get into it. Um, and then, yeah, we'll end up with the interview. Uh, Kyle Yates from Fantasy Pros Analyst. Um, so, yeah, we'll start with the big news. Drew Brees calling it quits after, I think, what, 20 years? Something like that. Um, Great career. We talked about, we saw that workout video with his new hair and he looked like he was coming back <laughs> for one more. Turns out he's not. Um so just want to get your thoughts on that. And uh, I guess the NFC South is Tom Brady's for as long as he wants to play football. Uh, start with Sloth. Mm. I mean, I think it's the right decision. Uh, they come back what it was, I don't know if that was a real attempt. At, I don't know. I didn't, I didn't like, I think the whole city of New Orleans did not want that to happen. They saw that picture were like shit. Yeah. He's really gonna try to do this. I think this was the right the right time for him to go. Uh, kind of sucks he didn't get two Super Bowls. I think Saints fan will argue that I think they got robbed. Kind of the the chance of two of them, two mm-hmm. shots there. So, good decision, and I, I think the right decision after this is to go to James, right? I'm, well, I would say Scout would would agree. <laughs> yeah. Uh, R.I.P. to Pops retiring after. Yeah. Oh, spend more time with your dad. Yep. This is a great quality time. Can't wait. Uh, he's get uh, the pickleball out. I mean, it's going to be fun. Yep. Um, yeah. But no, on, on a serious note, Drew Brees is uh, what? Top five? He's Easily there. top 10. Yep. Quarterback of all time. 20 uh, year career. Just crazy stats. If it wasn't for Brady and you know, Manning, he'd own every stat that there is. So uh, shout out to DeBreeze on a, on a great career. Unfortunately, couldn't seal the deal more than once, but, you know, has won. Yeah. Um, you think he goes – they go with Winston? Uh, well, I don't – so it's hard to say because, obviously, the big contract, the big voidable contract for Taysom Hill <laughs> – uh, so you know, that's a big indicator that, you know, they might go that way. But uh, for me, Jameis easily gives them a better chance to win from just a, 
a standpoint where you don't know what he's going to do, where Taysom Hill's in there. Like, he's not I, I don't know. I feel like, yeah, I feel like their, their hands are tied in a way. Like, obviously, they have that running element, but, like, they're not going to be able to stretch the field like they would mm-hmm. with Jameis Winston. Like, he did throw for 5,000 yards. Like, that's not easy to do. So, uh, I think Sean Payton should let him loose. I think they got to make a trade for Russell Wilson. Like, mm, okay, they have the roster to win. It's just they need elevated quarterback play. So I think, like, when else are you going to have a team with Michael Thomas, Kamara, and just like I don't know, they got the defense. So I would I would say Offensive that they should line. really push for Russ or Deshaun, one of the two. Um, like, it's not a time to rebuild at all. And I think Winston will maybe get you wild card. I don't. You hold him to a higher. I do. Uh, I, I think I think that uh, with new eyeballs, he can be awesome. Yeah. Well, we saw him against the Bears throw deep, um, and it worked <laughs> out. So we'll see. Um, the NFL is better with Jameis. Yeah, for sure. We need him so, starting somewhere. He Just, has to be starter somewhere. If your goal is Super Bowl, I don't know if he's he's <laughs> the guy to uh, lead that ship. Um, other big news: we had Aaron Jones um, signed back with the Packers, four-year deal. He wasn't going to get franchise tags, so we were like, maybe he's going to go elsewhere. And then today we found out he's actually going to go back to the Packers, um, which just puts their last year's draft, like it makes it look even worse because they drafted his soon-to-be replacement in A.J. Dillon, and they drafted Jordan Love, who's going to replace Aaron Rodgers whenever he's done. So um, I like the move. I mean, sign your guy. He's in the system. It's not a crazy amount of money for running back. So I'm in for it. Um, Scout. Uh, well, it is a decent amount of money for a running back. 12 million a year is, is, you know, it's not Christian McCaffrey or Zeke Elliott money, but you know, it's that next tier down. So, you know, it, they definitely paid more than what I heard they were going to do eight to 9 million. Mm-hmm. And then he was going to get on the open market anywhere from 12 to 15. So maybe the Packers were, Hey, you know, we're successful here. We're able to, you know, win and you're able to get paid. It might be on the lower end of your market, but still 12 million a year. Uh, great for Aaron Jones, not good for AJ Dillon's fantasy value, but uh, all in all, I think that Jamal Williams will be out of the picture. So that'll help a lot. I think just from, from a team standpoint, this is great for the Packers. Um, Aaron Jones, great fit. Uh, I, I was, I saw uh, a lot was the dolphins. You know, yep, Dolphins, 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 but, you know, it seems like it wasn't all about the money for Aaron Jones here. Yeah, trying to win a chip. Yep. I mean, I, we know how we are on paying running backs. Uh, not the biggest fan in the world, but I think if you can get them on the cheaper side and it, the Packers, I, who I think are pretty good in cap situation, they got their quarterback already locked up. They got their wide receiver already locked up. They've already mm-hmm. paid the big positions uh and they don't really do anything in free agency ever they're a, no. they're a draft team so if they feel like they got the space to do it and i was if it was really going to be more expensive on the open market which i think everybody usually is but yeah so not terrible uh and then it, i don't think uh the backup running backs completely out of the picture i think you're seeing a lot of teams do two running backs now if you're really going to have a four-year contract, you're going to want to use both of them. Yep. And to get him so that he's at least, you know, get him through three years. So, yep. yeah, I, I mean, 
I think Aaron Rodgers likes it too. Stop cycling dudes. I mean, the Packers seem to never have a good running back when it seems like what Eddie Lacy and then they like they have him for like one or two years and they fall off completely. So, mm-hmm. yeah, feel that. Um, we also found out both tackles from the Chiefs got cut. Um, I guess they didn't watch rewatch the Super Bowl and saw their half a billion dollar quarterback running for his life the whole game. So they cut. Uh, Mitchell and Schwartz won tore his Achilles, right? In the uh, conference championship. Fisher tore his Achilles Fisher. and Schwartz has a back injury and that's why he missed time. So they cut their, the most, probably the second more, most important position um, on offense. Just cut the tackles, both sides. And uh, I don't know. I don't know if they plan on drafting one, but bold move in my, uh, my opinion, just a cut bait with your protection for Pat Mahomes. Yeah, a little bit. Um, but then again, when you have a half a billion dollar quarterback, you're going to have to make some sacrifices in other positions. And they're, they're paying other positions. So you can't, when these guys win Super Bowls and, you know, when go to Pro Bowls to left and right and get highest rated tackles, you know, in the league, yep. they're going to want to be paid as high as the highest paid tackle. So. That's what happens. Uh, they're going to have to draft. They're going to have to get some guys on free agency, maybe some guys near the end of their career. Jason Peters. Oh. Andy Reid, left yeah. tackle. Oh, yeah. He's not done. Yeah. He's not done. He's done. He's not done. He wants to play. Oh, my God. I can't believe you just said that. I can't believe you're not thinking it's going to happen. It makes a lot of sense, but boy. Because the Chiefs need to get under the cap. He'll do it for like $8 million for a one-year contract or something stupid. And they'll get six games out of him. And then they'll, they'll get two playoff games out of him. <laughs> so that'll be pretty good. And in those eight games, he'll have 15 false starts. But, I mean, he's going to be out there. Yep. And that then, you is, know, you know. Great, great reporting there, Sloth. I wasn't even thinking Jason Peters was in the picture. And then, boom, here he comes. Andy Reid. I was like, in his prime, JP. Jason oh, Peters man. finds his way in our podcast way more than he should. <laughs> he's in a good, at least, he's in at least 43% of our podcast. Yeah, I think so. 43%. Yeah, this is, this is a bold move for the Chiefs. I don't know how you just cut bait with both. So, and I saw Fisher posted something on Instagram, like, you know, peace out, Kansas City. So, like, he ain't coming back. I thought no. maybe they release him and then sign him on a different deal or something like that. But I, I'm, like, I'm pretty stunned. I, I mean, Mitchell Schwartz is, was, you know, a little older in age, but still really good tackle. Um, but, I mean, Fisher was a first-round pick, and, you know, he yep. was a pro bowler here and there and definitely a serviceable tackle. I feel like, if anything, he's not even – he doesn't get big tackle money. He's probably that second or third tier money. So I don't know if uh, they're going to have to draft somebody, but they're what the 31st pick. So they're going to have to trade up or they're going to have to hit in the second, third round of these tackles because two, there's um, two tackles, obviously Sewell going in the top five, but there's another going in the top 12 to 15. So they're not going to be able to get him. And then I think there's another one in the early twenties. So maybe they could trade up for that one. Boy, this is it's as interesting. Yeah. Um, and then earlier in the week, Dak Prescott signed that big deal that we've been waiting for four years, $160 million. Um, 
and Jerry Jones said something of the extent of, if someone's going to rob me of money, I might as well let it be Dak. So he still <laughs> thinks Dak is getting too much money. Um, but I mean, he's coming back. He was walking with no crutch, no brace. So we'll see. I, I think the Cowboys were in a weird position because they were kind of leading him on, on and on. And then he has that terrible injury. There's no guarantee he comes back and he's anywhere near the Dak Prescott. We, which was good last year, but all the other years. Eh. So um, yeah, he's here to stay. And I, is it fair to say sloth that he, uh, Dak is the top quarterback in the NFC East right now? even though we don't know what that's going to look like. I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah, I guess you have to. He's better right. than he's better than Daniel Jones and <laughs> we haven't seen anything from the Eagles and you have no idea who Washington is going to throw out there. So, uh, yeah, congrats, I guess. I don't know. That, I don't know if this really – I mean, I guess that makes them okay, but I don't – I don't know. I don't really see the Cowboys – Eight and eight. Like, yeah. Like, I don't know. Like, I just <laughs> – okay. Like, cool, I guess. Yeah. But they had to do it. This is the problem with the middle of the road, like, uh, fuck quarterback, you know. And mm-hmm. the Eagles did it, and it blew up in our faces less than a year later. Uh, the Vikings did it with Kirk Cousins. I'm sure they wish they didn't. Um, Titans just did it with Ryan Tannehill. We'll see. We'll see. Yeah. I think They're, I know you how it will end. Yeah, there's just it's just these Derek Carr. I feel like got it right. Yeah, like it's just these middle of the road quarterbacks. You give them a contract, and you, you're just locked in, and you're just hoping that for six games they get the Nick Foles magic and fucking win a Super Bowl for once for you. But that's pretty much all you can hope for. Yeah, the year so five jump. Like you know, what I mean, like it's just you know what I mean. Like there's a very top elite quarterbacks, and then there's well, this is good. And it's consistent, and it'll, mm-hmm. or it's somewhat consistent, and it'll get us to the playoffs, or at least in contention, and we'll be okay. And that's better than drafting and missing like the Browns for fucking thirty yeah. years. So you pay them. <laughs> you gotta pay them. Yeah, really, really then, good points. Really good points. Go ahead. I was just gonna say, and they saw as soon as you see Andy Dalton go out there, who's a worse quarterback, which is most likely what you get. You know, it, the team fucking sucks. So they had to pay him. Yep. Yeah. Good. Really good points by you. Uh, you just see, just like you said, these middle of the road quarterbacks, they're playing good because the rest of the team is pretty talented because the team's able to pay the rest of the team. But once you lock up in that average quarterback, now you're not able to pay the rest of the team. And now they have to make up for deficiencies on the rest of the team. Like, Aaron Rodgers, like Tom Brady, Patrick Mahomes, et cetera. So I, I don't know. I think Dax might be a little better than average. Like I think he's better than Derek Carr, and I think he's better. He will be better than Ryan Tannehill. So I don't know. He's not like Deshaun Watson or, or mm. Russell Wilson. So he might be in that next that next tier down for, for me. I, I, feel, I feel like you guys are, are not as high on him as that. But I think he could be okay, especially with the rest of the team that he has. Yeah. But, yeah, it would be interesting, Woody, because, you know, like you said, who knows if he'll even come back healthy. We have no idea. So he got a bunch of money up front, too, which is good. Is a $67 um, million dollar signing bonus? Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. incredible. That's got to feel good. Um, 
Other news we'll just touch on quick. Uh, Cam Newton signed back with the Patriots. I don't know if we expected that. I didn't. Does this do anything for you? Um, I feel no. like it's, we're just going to see the same thing happen again next year. Um, I think all. this makes them okay. Like you said, this is, this is obviously not a long-term solution for them, but it's better than Brian Hoyer, you know? If you're yeah. going to throw somebody out there, might as well be Cam, bring in a draft a rookie, let them sit for a little while, then throw them out there, you know, or let Cam compete with them, whatever. Yep. I think if Cam's winning you games, which he has potential to do, I mean, they were in a good amount of games last year, that, you know, maybe they uh, they sneak into a wild card. There's still seven teams. You never know. So, I don't know. I don't, I don't think it's a terrible move. I think yeah. they had to get somebody, and who else were you going to get? True, yeah. I don't know. The Patriots just screamed Ryan Fitzpatrick to me. He would just mm. go through the whole AFC East <laughs> and then just stick it to the Dolphins this season. But that's not the route that they decided to go. Uh, maybe Cam still has something left. I don't know. That shoulder. I don't know. I think we've seen, we've seen the uh, what, you know, the running quarterback toll that it takes on you when you're a bruising quarterback and then you have a shoulder injury. So I he mean, also has no one to catch the ball unless they right. do yeah, something that's crazy. Also a great so point. Um, the kill Harry just, you know, wasn't it? No. Uh, Allen Robinson is going to get franchise tag. So we were all hoping to see him literally anywhere else, but Chicago He's going to stay put in Chicago. Chris Godwin got tagged as well. Chris Carson going to become a free agent as well as Galladay. So I'm not, Chris Carson going anywhere isn't really that exciting to me. The bigger news is Galladay. Um, he could easily be anybody else's number one. So I'd love him to come to Miami. That'd be sweet. Uh, draft Jamar Chase or Devontae Smith. Um, but, or he should, I don't know if he'd do it, but he really should go to the Packers, stay in division, uh, maybe take a little cut, play beside Devontae Adams. I don't know how you guard those two, but. I don't know, Scout, if you got anything, any destinations you'd like to see him. Um, but hey, Juju is going to be available, too. He put up some Instagram or tweet thing that yeah. he might be done So in Pittsburgh. Uh, I think a team that I'd like to see him go to, uh, maybe the Niners. They could mm -hmm. use probably a number one receiver. I know they have Debo, and then they have, Ayuk. obviously, Ayuk, yeah. Uh, it doesn't seem like those guys are much vertical threats. They're like the gadget guys that Kyle Shanahan really likes. Yeah. Uh, Washington seems to make sense because they have nobody to throw the ball to besides Terry McLaurin. Yeah. Uh, but they just don't have a quarterback. Oh. Uh, the Jets make a ton of sense because they don't have any wide receivers like at all. I think they just drafted Mims and he's probably their best, their best yeah. option. Uh, but, yeah, for you, Woody, I'd like to see him in Miami. That would be cool. Because he's an awesome player. Yeah. Sloth, where do you, where you want Galladay to land? Galladay, sorry. Um, I mean, I mean, Scott, I think you made some good points there. Miami would be cool, obviously. Uh, 49ers makes sense. Green Bay. I mean, yeah. any Green Bay needs somebody else. I, I mean, once <laughs> they don't have Adams, nobody else can catch on that team. So, yeah. Um, hell, even Philly. <laughs> yeah. We need well, that so. would, yeah, but I just, you know, <laughs> we have no money, so. Yeah, that's true. 
Um, that would take competence. Maybe uh, <laughs> maybe Arizona. If, yeah, if just, Fitz, is Fitz calling it quits or is he still? I think he might be coming back. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Um, that's all the free agent news we got so far. Um, if we missed anything, let us know. Um, March Madness coming up starting Friday. Selection Sunday was today. Uh, we are going to have a bracket at some point. We're going to we work will. that out. So be on the lookout on Twitter or whatever. Um, but yeah, like we said, we had we had some fun over the weekend. Getting ready for next weekend because Friday, um, actually Thursday, March 18th is the first four. So it's like those playing games get us going. And then it's just the first and second round take place from Friday, March 19th, and on Monday, March 22nd. That's a lot of games. We'll all be together, so we'll all devise some sort of plan. Um, but uh, pick, a, pick a region. <laughs> yeah. Do you guys have any like uh, teams that you're you've fallen in love with over the weekend, guys? Houston. Specifically, who? Houston. That's your squad. Houston, great free throw shooting team. I don't know that for sure, but they were 19 to 22, the game I watched. So hammer them. Then then I they covered again today, blew the guy team out by like 45 points. So in the championship. So, you know, Houston, they're a two seed. Um, look out for them. Okay. Uh Oregon State's hot. They Oregon are Oregon State hasn't lost in, since like February 20th. They won that, they won the cha- the Pac 12 championship. Bill Walton, by the way, shout out. I don't you guys. Yeah. The 10 o'clock game, Bill Walton. This man was talking about it was the Beavers versus the uh I can oh, only God, imagine what he said. Uh, what are the what's the Colorado? The Buffalo or something? Beavers and the Buffalo. I don't know. Yeah. He's like there's he's like they're stampeding. Colorado and the dead. bison? The bu- I don't know, whatever it was. He was like they're stampeding, they're building dams. <laughs> they're shooting. I was like, what is it? It was just wild. It's just wild. It's a great time. Um, but yeah, it's gonna be a lot uh, of fun. Villanova we- is gonna lose in the first round. Heads up. This is this has textbook Villanova lose in the first round vibes. Um, so bet against them. Um, who else is hot? That's about all I know. Ohio State, LSU, uh, Bama. They lost. Alabama's That's just all the good. teams I watched today. Alabama's Alabama really good. Is, Alabama plays so fast and so aggressive, and they just the offensive boards left and right. Mm-hmm. They are they're they're a wagon. Alabama's at a Final Four team, or at least an Elite Eight team. Um, we, I don't even see the bracket. Yeah, I'm looking at it right now, but the font's really small. Um, Scout, have we devised a plan how we're gonna? put all these games on at once any thought into that yet cbs sports app i mean i have quite a few tvs okay and a couple laptops okay so a couple phones yeah a couple phones on the yeah. on the loser games that you know you got yeah. whatever on okay all right i just want to make sure we're equipped you know a couple couple fire sticks make it happen Okay. Does the bowling alley? Can we get the? Can we get the projector? Can we get an octabox? What can we get? I like. I think. I, mean, I think CBS Sports has an has like a, a. You can get a bunch of games at once. 
he basically pays rent at the bowling alley, so I think he should be able to get whatever he needs. That's um, what I'm saying. Yeah, so I feel like he could pull a couple strings since he spends a lot of time bowling. Did we just check? Did we just get confirmation? Is that what we just saw? That wasn't about the bowling alley. Damn. Ah, okay. <laughs> that looked like confirmation. Yeah. Um, what else do we have before we... So can that happen, though? Are we getting a projector? No, the projector's built in. So we can't get the projector? Can't get the projector. No, I mean, like, at the bowling alley, can we get it while we're there? Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh. Yeah, that's what that's all I care about. That's all I'm saying. I just Yeah, we it. can put that up. Yeah, okay. All right. Good. Cool. Um, like I said, this we're all... A, this is a marathon. This is a marathon yeah. betting. This is so, a three-day, like, you got to you gotta control your bankroll. Yeah. And make sure you got money in your yeah. account. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, you don't know. blow it the first day <laughs> and then just have Keep to watch. The same. You can't keep the same units. Don't yes. get don't get crazy out here. Don't be like, oh, this is a hundred dollar game. It's not. It's never is. Okay. No. They're all the same. Nope. Anything can happen. So, so Gonzaga is going perfect. Yeah, I agree. Going. I'm with yeah. you. They're, no, they're not. insane. Poison my brain, baby. I'm yep. so down for that. <laughs> I am. I want that to happen so bad. Little perfection. Um yeah. I that was gonna be my that's gonna be my winner. So me too. Um, also, Duke decided they didn't even want to get nominated, so they said their season's done. So, shout out. Coach BK Brown. told me they were going to sneak in. <laughs> oh, shout out. Um, yeah, nothing. Losing the first round. Shout out our good friend, league mate, owner of Trust the Process franchise, had his first kid. He had a girl. So, congrats to him. First <laughs> member of the league to have a little human so oh it was a girl i thought it was a boy oh is it i thought the name was caleb no i think it's um colby colby oh is that not i could go either way i just thought it was a girl i don't know hmm. sloth do you know the this is a boy or girl <laughs> no idea all right well yeah carl whatever you got well, going they, on. They haven't yeah. even chosen their gender yet, so let's not get carried away. That, that's true. That is true. We are a very PC podcast here. So. <laughs> um, we're all going to be together, or I think we're going to do a live Warzone, Warzone draft. Um, any bold predictions just heading into that weekend? Uh, anyone oh, going to? We... I think oh, my I have my bold prediction is Scout's just going to let it loose this weekend. He's just going to. A lot of Jaeger bombs. Oh, okay. I yeah. see where you're going. Okay. Yeah. A lot of bowling balls. Yeah, he's just day. gonna let his hair down and all right have a weekend. <laughs> That's my loan prediction. <laughs> I thought you were going about how the draft was gonna go. Oh no, no. Um, also, do we know if BK is gonna be like a participant or what? His yeah, he'll is? be fine. Yeah, he start. He's uh he's got work on Tuesday, so he's he's back. Got it. He was sidelined with the Rona. So sideline. However, it has improved his Warzone duo game. Apparently, mostly. yeah. So do you yeah, want this kid's been on a stupid run? Yeah. Okay. Do you want to let us know about trios and how that went and we can move on to duos and so trios that has to be addressed. Trios, the, the dragons came out on top. Uh Max 
uh, Scout and Dave. Dave came out with the uh, easy money kills. sniper. Came out with most kills. Uh, I forget exactly what he finished with, but he won the won the crown for most kills in the playoffs and qualifiers too. So um, we moved on to duos and have started yeah. the new tournament now. Uh, duos Nerd is alert. <laughs> nerd alert. <laughs> we took we took out damage uh, due to some players taking advantage of some uh, you know not getting put outs. We Dang. don't give a fuck about that. Um, put outs, put outs or no outs, right? Yep. So still series, we're still doing that. Kills are five hundred, but now we have placement points. So uh, if you're not in the top twenty, you're not getting points. Uh, a little harder than we thought, but it's it's it is uh, changing some things up. Tough. Yeah. Um. So we're getting a bonus a little cash bonus to most skills during qualifiers and we're giving a little cash bonus to player most skills during the bracketed playoffs now the playoffs um are the to the top 10 highest kills so or the top your top 10 whatever whoever has the most skills it's all ranked is the seating and then you get picked so the top three really get the pick and then the fourth is kind of left is whatever who's with yeah. who's ever left uh but Right now, Max is in the lead at one, BK at two. That's crazy, uh, guys. So it's B, Max 83, BK 68, um, Kyle 65, third place, Scout, sorry. And then uh, Dave 64. Um, Woody, hey, fifth. 69? Woody fifth place with 58. Uh, I am in sixth place with 56. Jay is in uh, seventh with 36 and Toph, the newest member in eighth place with 16. Mm. Um, Somebody here is, we are, uh, we talking yet? Are, are they talking? Best ability is availability. Yeah. Yeah. Not We're great. hearing the chatter. Uh, that could be a team though. That's what we want to see. So um, then we go to first round matchups. This is kind of new. I don't know if everybody's heard this or understands this, but for the bracketed playoffs, basically uh, teams will match up double elimination. You're playing a best two out of three series, if that makes sense. So basically you play three games. Whoever wins is up one, nothing. Then you play another three games. Oh, and if that team wins the first team to win two series, I like best that. of three. Gotcha. That's okay. So you play a little bit more duos no kind of a little there. bit faster. Uh, that way you can't just be like, oh, we just had a fucking really bad series. Like whatever. You get a chance to come down from one Oh, come back. Shock the world. Chance of making the championship a uh, best of five. So, Ooh, or, yeah. so first, like you that. know, three. It's good. So the, there's a big drop well off between being in third and fifth. Um, it's a little bit it's a fine line right because if you get if you get fourth is like a death sentence i feel like yeah it's the spot you yeah. don't want because you end up with you don't really get to pick your partner it's probably going to be uh tof it's probably going to be you um yeah i mean bk has really elevated his game um same with max so We'll see. And we're going to do it live. So it's going to be, it'll be interesting. Yeah, it's going to be tough. Um, and, and being in the bottom four is not a place you want to be because you don't, 
like ugh, God, just waiting to get picked is, is tough. Like I don't know who I'm. I'm I am comfortable with being in the bottom half. I would be too. Yeah. Who cares? I am. <laughs> oh, I'd much rather control my own destiny. No, I want to. I want to win though. I want that extra bonus. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I got. I'm gonna get more games in. Um, we got anything else? We hit on everything. We got the interview coming up. Big interview. Yeah. A lot um, of fun. Wish we had more time. I know. Um, I think I misspoke when I, I think I called his podcast something that it isn't. So that isn't it? he's fantasy, fantasy pros, pros dynasty? dynasty podcast is what it is. So he is a co-host of that. He also appears on the fantasy pros football podcast, podcast. football podcast. So um, yeah, he knows what he's talking about. He's got some good stuff. Like Scout said, we didn't get a ton of time with him, but um, got enough. So here he is, Kyle Yates. Go. <laughs> we are joined by Kyle Yates of Fantasy Pros. He is co-host as well as of a new podcast of the Dynasty Pros uh, podcast. He can be found on Twitter and Instagram at KyleYNFL. How are you doing? How are we feeling about the Bears? And uh, thanks for joining us. Hey, those are two separate questions. Uh, how are we doing and how are we feeling about the Bears? Those are definitely two separate emotions. No, I'm doing great. Uh, we got some great weather here in Michigan, which is always nice to have the sun out after several months of not having that. Mm. And then uh, the Bears, you know, uh, big Bears fan, grew up outside Chicago. And so we're I'm on pins and needles, man, just waiting for this uh, Russell Wilson news, <laughs> potentially. If he goes somewhere else, I might cry. Uh, we'll see. We'll find out. Highest the highs and lowest lows for you. They're going to have Russell Wilson exactly. or Nick Foles and, or Mr. Trubisky again. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so you just started your Dynasty podcast. Tell us a little bit more about that, um, what you're kind of dealing with, and uh, how it's been going so far. Yeah, absolutely. So we just launched the Fantasy Pros Dynasty Football Podcast. Uh, I'm hosting it along with Ray Garvin, uh, Ray GQ on Twitter. And we're just having a ton of fun, man. We're just having some fun talking Dynasty, which is a growing, you know, and, and popular form of fantasy football. Of course, being able to essentially have something to do in the offseason. You're paying attention to rookies. You're doing rookie drafts. Uh, you know, free agency matters a whole lot more. And so, being able to talk through that, that's one of our passion areas. That's something that is in my background too. I was a former writer for the fantasy footballers and handling their dynasty content as well. So uh, that's just my kind of sweet spot. And so we're having a ton of fun. Uh, seven episodes in right now and, and uh, showing no signs of slowing down. So yeah, just having a ton of fun. Awesome. You still uh, contact, you still keep contact with uh, Jason, Andy and Mike? Yeah, it's definitely not as frequent. Uh, they've got their own stuff going on and they're super busy. And uh, I'm, of course, super busy over here as well. So, but yeah, we'll definitely uh, message back and forth, interact on Twitter here or there. So yeah, it's always fun to, uh, to check back in with them, see how they're doing. Cool. What do you got, Paul? Uh, I was actually going to jump right into some fantasy questions for you. I'd love to get your opinion on some things. Um, Kind of right off the jump, I'm seeing a lot of this trending on Twitter. I think Matthew Barry tweeted out that Jalen Hurts is going to be a top five QB. Uh, myself and Kyle here, big Eagles fans, we just completely disagree on the next outlook of the season. What gets your thoughts? What do you think Jalen Hurts can actually do in this mishmash of an Eagles organization? 
Yeah, well, it's definitely there's two sides of looking at it, right? There's two sides. And one of them is saying, what can Jalen Hurts be as an NFL quarterback? And then what can Jalen Hurts be as a fantasy football quarterback? So the NFL quarterback, I'm not exactly sold on him yet. I need to see more. I, of course, my background in scouting and stuff like this, being able to have a large sample size of Jalen Hurts in college and saying that he definitely had a lot of stuff to work on before he could become a, a refined NFL quarterback. Now he started what the four games or whatever he did towards the end of 2020 and flashed of course, but it was more with a backyard style of football rather than a refined sitting back and then and going through progressions and hitting receivers in stride. Now you can talk about the receivers that he had this, this, and this, but he was still able to make an impact for fantasy football because of his rushing ability and what he brings to the table in that sense. So with fantasy football, I don't know if I'm going to go all the way up to the, you know, saying a top five, maybe even not top eight for 2020, because I think that he's going, I need a little bit more of a sample size to be able to say that definitively. I need to know, I need to get through the draft and find out if Philadelphia is indeed sticking with Jalen hurts. Cause I don't think quarterback is completely off the table for them at number six overall. If a Justin Fields falls to them or Zach Wilson falls to them at number six overall, I think they're going to have a very tough time passing on that option so i think uh yeah but he definitely can be valuable i think people are going to go a little bit too crazy on jalen hurts but i definitely see the appeal based on his rushing ability and how good he is as a mobile quarterback i tend to agree i said those those running quarterbacks so also uh, always draw in somebody to to take them early i feel like So since you're dealing with fantasy, you kind of have the dream job for a bunch of guys. Um, I'm assuming you're still in your home leagues. Um, yes. And yes. what is, so what is draft day like? Because your job is essentially to give advice to everyone, especially draft season. So are they just kind of sniping your picks left and right? Do you throw some smoke screens out there? Um, what's, what's, <laughs> what's that like? It is definitely so much different now that I'm in the position that I'm in. I've got a a dynasty league with a bunch of uh, guys from college and it's just so much fun. And yeah, they definitely like the majority of them listen to the dynasty podcast. So they know who I'm looking at. They, but tags and I, my co-host on the fantasy pros football podcast, he and I were talking the other day and he was saying that he is a, an analyst first, a player second. And so even though I still am very, very much invested in these home leagues that I'm in and stuff like this, my first priority is getting the advice out there and making sure that I'm staying as up to date as I can. And so even with stuff, you know, I'll, we'll sit down, Ray and I will record our dynasty podcast. And, you know, for example, he was talking about the other night, uh, this was before we knew that Hunter Henry was leaving in to walk in free agency. He mentioned Donald Parham, the tight end, the backup tight end in Los Angeles. And he was saying, Hey, he's a dart throw, you know, add him to your rosters. And I was like, yeah, that's a great idea. Fantastic. And then I ended the podcast. I went to sleep, woke up the next morning, saw how many people added him on sleeper. I was like, I didn't do that. I didn't, I didn't even think about it. I didn't even think about adding Donald Parham to my rosters, you know, or anything like that. So yeah, def- people are definitely sniping me left and right in my rookie drafts. Uh, would love to try to throw some smoke screens, but people just, they, yeah. they see right through see right through it. <laughs> Was your home league always a dynasty league or did you guys go from standard to, to dynasty? And how did that, if you did, how did that go essentially? Yeah, that's a great question. So we actually started, this was actually my first uh, introduction to dynasty leagues was we started our 
league back in 2017, I think, 2016, 2017. And that was, we wanted to do a dynasty league. I had been in with a handful of guys here or there doing redraft leagues and stuff like that. But when I was introduced to the topic of dynasty, I was like, that's really intriguing. I'm really, I really like that idea. And so we pieced it, you know, a couple of key guys, we pieced it together. We pulled some guys from this group of friends from here and we brought them all together to do a 10 team dynasty league so it wasn't that the 10 of us were in a redraft league before and then we transitioned to a dynasty league it was a handful of guys here handful of guys here we pulled them all together and just the chemistry of these guys together is just a ton of fun gotcha I see. so you, you just kind of created a whole new whole new league on the side yeah. which, is, which is nice we, we are all in a league that we've been running for probably eight seven eight years now and we always are trying to tinker with the rules see new stuff that come along we we recently added the free agency budget and uh, and keepers, which was have made huge changes to our league. So we're just interested to see how how close you can get to that dynasty without <laughs> pushing people away. I guess. Yeah. Do you have any tips regarding keeper leagues? Like this is our first off season going in um, to that keeper league kind of situation, um, so we're all kind of new to it, um, and we're sure our friends like they're going to listen to this as well. So they'll appreciate any keeper league advice uh any off the top of your head there really isn't anything that i can sit here and say like do this and you'll succeed in a keeper league because it is all entirely subjective and every keeper league keeper league is going to be drastically different right as far as when the deadline is set for when you keep these guys do you keep them at a certain price around value stuff like this so there really isn't anything that i can say like off the top of my head but it really is i think the the further that you can push that deadline back the better to be able to deter to determine those keepers because i think it gives you just so much more context now i wouldn't push it up until like the start of the season i would move it maybe like a month out or something like that but at least being able to have a little bit more context you know i know that people i know some people that set their keepers now right before the start of the nfl draft and then they will keep a james robinson for example because he was an undrafted free agent in rookie draft or i'm sorry in uh fantasy football leagues last year so you get him at that insane value well then jacksonville spends a second round pick on a running back and then suddenly you know you're left empty-handed so yeah i just think the further that you can push that back but otherwise nothing really off the top of my head as far as keeper leagues Gotcha. So would you say the, the biggest thing in a keeper league is, so we do round value. So whatever round you drafted him and you keep that value. So do you think how much stock do you put into say maybe instead of a guy taking him in the, you know, whatever pick you, you want to take him a couple rounds early to make sure that, you know, going into next year, like how, how often are you like looking into next season versus the season that you're drafting? Yeah, it's a really good question. I think for me, I'm more willing to just play in the moment. You know, okay. I'm going to so much changes year after year in the NFL. And you're, you're witnessing it this year, right? With how many quarterbacks have already changed teams in the NFL. And we have so many more that are going to change. So many cuts are incoming with the salary cap decreasing. They're, and that's why we love the NFL. That's why we love following it in the off season is because it is so active and so much changes. So I think if you're thinking that far ahead, I think it, it has the potential to pay off certainly, but it also has the huge potential to backfire where you reached right. too high on a player. You left some value on the board that could have helped you win that year. So, and then you find out later on that that player that you reached for doesn't even have a starting job anymore, you know, mm -hmm. just off the top of my head. So I think staying and playing in the moment and then I'll work on figuring out the keepers and stuff like that later on. Okay, cool. I got a question about Calvin Ridley and DK Metcalf. <laughs> 
So both of them, what it seems like they have QB issues going into this season. So are the Falcons going to draft a quarterback and maybe Matt Ryan doesn't start and then do the Seahawks trade Russell Wilson and their potential switching their game plan. So if you had those guys, which one of those guys would you lean towards um, keeping? Or maybe if you're wanted to pick one going into this season, which one do you feel better about? Yeah, you're right. They definitely have the quarterback, not situation or whatever, but that is hanging over their head. Right. And, and for Calvin Ridley, you know, Matt Ryan has provided him so much value, but I think it's a little bit different because with Atlanta, if they do move on from Matt Ryan, which I actually think is highly unlikely based on his cap hit uh, and how much dead cap would be left behind that, you know, and Arthur Smith coming over from Tennessee, I think part of the draw was Matt Ryan and he's still got several years left in him of high, high level quarterback play. So I think even though, even if that does happen, if they do move on from Matt Ryan at number four, overall, they're going to be taking another top tier quarterback at that spot. Right where at that point, Calvin Ridley, the drop off probably isn't going to be that drastic. He might experience a little bit of a dip with a rookie quarterback and then it will just shoot right back up. Whereas with DK Metcalf, if Russell Wilson is gone, well, then who's playing quarterback? Because if it is indeed Chicago that is trading for him at the number 20, 20 overall pick, no quarterback, no top tier quarterback is going to be left there. So unless they are willing to try and finagle a trade to get another proven veteran quarterback, it's going to be a a downgrade from Russell Wilson regardless. So I think that is, those are definitely two different scenarios and situations. They have a common theme where the quarterback could change, but yet the potential outlook is drastically different. So I would be more inclined to go with Calvin Ridley. I'm a big Calvin Ridley fan regardless. Now, of course I love DK Metcalf and what he does, but yet Ridley is just one of my guys, right? He's just one of those guys that I've attached to, I've locked onto, and I really, really love his game. So with the overall outlook, I'd probably be leaning more towards uh, Calvin Ridley. Okay. And even if, so even if both quarterbacks stayed, Russell stays and Matt Ryan stays for this season, you would still lean towards Ridley? Yeah, that, oh yeah. Um, I think reading the tea leaves, you got to assume that Russell Wilson's gone. So I think playing the percentages, if everything was equal and we knew that Matt Ryan was going to be there and Russell Wilson was going to be there, then that would be one thing that would be a much tougher decision to make. But I think reading the tea leaves, I think it is a very, very high probability that Russell Wilson is traded. This seems like a a marriage, if you will, that is beyond repair. So it's crazy to think that that could happen. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, Russell Wilson has just been a staple of Seattle and he's, I mean, he's been one of the most underrated quarterbacks. And I think that that's part of it. He doesn't want to be viewed as one of the most underrated. He wants to go play in a big market. He wants to get the national stage and get the attention that he deserves. So um, I think that's part of it. So if I'm, you know, if all things were equal, if we could just say 100%, you know, certainty that Matt Ryan was going to be the quarterback in Atlanta, Russell Wilson was going to be the quarterback in Seattle. It'd be a much tougher decision. I'd probably lean DK Metcalf in that, in that scenario, but not okay. by much. I mean, probably within two spots in my wide receiver <laughs> rankings. Okay. Yeah. That that's really good advice. Um, so another one of your guys, where's John going? Yeah. Uh, I mean, I can't do, it's so funny. I can't do any sort of like guest <laughs> podcast appearance or anything like that without someone asking me about uh, John U. Smith. Have to. <laughs> I ha- yeah, you have to. I, I get it. Uh, that's That just turned into one of those things. And especially when he had his dominant start to the season, I, uh, my Twitter mentions on a daily basis. <laughs> insane. Um, so yeah, obviously he's looking, he's walking in free agency. So I think 
there are several teams that are going to be in the market for a tight end that has the talent that Johnu does. My favorite landing spot for him is in New York with the Jets. Okay. Looking at the Jets, Mike LaFleur coming over as the offensive coordinator from San Francisco underneath Kyle Shanahan, and that scheme that he wants to run operates so much on rack, right? Run after the catch. And that is one of Janu's strengths. It's, you know, you see him constantly out of the backfield. They're giving him like carries out of the backfield. And so with that sort of innovation and creativity that Kyle Shanahan's scheme deploys, he would turn into the George Kittle of that offense. And so do I think that they're going to be like keen on bringing him in? I, I don't know. I think he's definitely going to have some suitors, but as far as like the best overall fantasy fit, I think Sam or I think uh, New York, the Jets are going to be a ton of fun to watch and see if he does end up signing there. Because if he does, I I'm going to have a tough time keeping him out of my out of my top five for 2021. No matter who the quarterback is, no matter who the quarterback is, okay. because I mean we've seen George Kittle and George Kittle is a phenomenal talent, but John, from a talent perspective, is not that far behind. But I think we've seen Kittle you know thrive with C.J. Beathard and you know Nick Mullins and Jimmy Garoppolo, <laughs> and they're not anything spectacular. And regardless if it's Sam Darnold or if they do spend that number two overall pick on Zach Wilson, I don't think it really matters because he's going to operate so much in space. They're going to give him the ball and let him create after the catch, which is just going to be so valuable for fantasy football. So we got a couple of minutes left here. I just had three rapid questions, one player, (laughs) and what you're thinking. Okay. Who's so first off, who's the next AJ Brown or DK Metcalf? Who's the next wide receiver, young wide receiver that's going to just go off this year? Oh my word. Um, next AJ Brown or DK Metcalf. It, does it have to be a rookie or just a young wide receiver? Just a young wide receiver. It doesn't have to be a rookie. Oh, uh, go off is definitely a relative term. Um, putting me on the spot. The name that comes to mind is Brian Edwards, uh, wide receiver oh, wow. out of Las Vegas, South okay. Carolina. I think there are definitely some other guys, but they've like semi broken out already, you know? So the guy that I think has done next to nothing already, but could take a significant leap in year two. I want to keep my eye on Brian Edwards. So okay. uh, then a uh, running back that's been established for a while to drop off drastically. Somebody that, you know, hits that 30 year, 30 year old mark and just falls like so that we've next, seen before. The next Todd Gurley. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, yeah. Trying to find the next Todd Gurley as far as, you know, the <laughs> production and what he had versus where he is now is just insane. I don't mm-hmm. know if I'm necessarily going to be able to do that. Uh, I think we could see Zeke take a drastic fall. Mm. Uh, you know, he's fallen already, but that's all dependent upon how he operates back with Dak Prescott. Uh, that's someone right. that I'm looking for, but I think, and again, it's difficult because so many of these guys have already experienced drop-offs, but Kenyon Drake would be another one. I think mm-hmm. no matter where he signs or if he is in Arizona next year, or if he's going to be somewhere else, I just don't know if the production is ever going to be back to what it was, you know, and, and what we had hoped it would be. Yeah. And then last one, the worst new system for a star player. So we saw that with uh, Adam Gase and Le'Veon Bell. Le'Veon Bell just became completely fantasy irrelevant. Is there another new hire that is going to make a star irrelevant from um, a fantasy perspective? I think it, it's not necessarily so much as the scheme, but it's just a situation that I just – if a rookie lands there, I just don't know – or a free agent wide receiver, I, I just don't know if I'm going to be that excited, and that's in Houston. You know, and I think that leads to a whole other situation of like, where does Deshaun Watson play next year? It all indications are that he's going to be in a new, a new city next year, even though Houston continues to just double down and say that he's not going to be traded. I think that 
regardless of whether Deshaun Watson does indeed end up showing up in week nine or 10, I, David Culley and just the often I do I just don't know it's just a situation Stay away from I'm, the Texans <laughs> I'm just not gonna be I'm not gonna be super excited uh to, to roster any of those guys especially now that we just got word like right before we started recording that Mark Ingram just signed uh with Houston so yeah not gonna be uh not gonna be a crazy situation that I'm looking to they love themselves in. some old running backs yeah <laughs> all right Kyle thank you for coming on we really appreciate it um Again, where can we find you on social media? Where can we hear you? Uh, Want to make sure we get that out because he knows what he's talking about and the guys at Fantasy Pros are awesome. So again, uh, thank you. And uh, where can we hear you? Where can we see you? Let us know. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You can find and uh, follow me on Twitter at KyleYNFL, also over on Instagram at KyleYNFL. All of my written work can be found on FantasyPros.com. And then, uh, of course, with the Fantasy Pros Football Podcast, the main one, and then also search for the Fantasy Pros Dynasty Football Podcast wherever you get your podcast. Make sure you hit that subscribe button. Would love to see you over there. Awesome. awesome. Thank you again. Appreciate awesome. it. Absolutely.